from the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona. This is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm Mark Schauer. In 27 years in uniform, Command Sergeant Major Brian Otero of the U.S. Army Test and Evaluation Command has depended on his gear multiple times in theater. From his current position, he sees the vital importance of the test and evaluation mission for a new generation of warfighters. How familiar were you with the mission of the Army Test and Evaluation Command prior to becoming Command Sergeant Major? <laughs> uh, great question. Um, I, I was not familiar at all with ATEC um, prior to assuming the role. Um, in, in all honesty, once I got notified that I was going to interview for the position, I had to research, and the easiest way to research is go to Google, and I kind of Googled ATEC, and I found out kind of what ATEC did. And um, as I was preparing to assume the position, um, I kind of was gathering my thoughts, my comments for the ceremony, and I, I, I was just uh, surprised and 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 overwhelmed with the significance of ATEC as an enterprise and what we bring to our warfighters and how we save lives or prevent, you know, loss of life. And what I mean by that is um, I truly feel in, in the operational army, which is where I came from, um, soldiers go and put themselves in harm's way and with the hope of coming home and they feel comfortable of doing that mission when they usually have three things in their organization. They have confidence in their ability, their, their job, whatever that task is. They have confidence in their leaders to take care of them in harm's way. They have confidence in their organization to do their mission collectively with the equipment that they have. So these are all things that I think are integral, integral, um, for a successful rotation downrange. And what I found what I found out was what ATEC does and all of our test centers is we are able to test and validate in the uh, equipment so that this warfighter can have the best equipment to train with, to gain proficiency in their skills, to gain proficiency in the sets and reps as a collective body, which now gains confidence in their individual person, as well as their leaders, which then in turn make them successful in downrange. If I didn't have confidence in my equipment, I might be, wouldn't have confidence in my ability to do my job as an individual, collectively as a squad, as a platoon. And then I would question if my leaders provided us with the right equipment. So left of the boom or upstream, ATEC and all of our test centers enable units to be successful and confident before they're in harm's way. I've heard from more than a few soldiers that they sincerely believe that the work that was done at Yuma Proving Ground saved their lives in theater. A ab absolutely. Uh, I think that the workforce that we have here in Yuma specifically um, is of the highest quality, the highest caliber. Um, the civilians, the contractors, the green suitors, what they do on a day-to-day -day basis to put time, energy, 
and effort into making sure that our equipment works properly, to my earlier point, is, is in, in national security um, of importance. You want to give our soldiers the best equipment. And when a soldier finds out that something was tested here in Yuma, they want to come and say thank you. Um, they might not have met the data engineer, the scientist, the evaluator, or the tester that was doing the test, but they just know now that Yuma is the reason why they came home successfully. So I 100% agree with that statement. It seems that in the past several years, YPG and ATAC have been at the forefront, not just of modernization, but of, of the forefront of the minds of the highest leadership of the Army. The last three Secretary of the Armies have visited Yuma Proving Ground. Uh, the Chief of Staff of the Army has been here multiple times, the Vice Chief multiple times. Yeah. Um, I think as times change, as leaders change, right, you, you have to reassess the environment and, set, and, and reassess, reassess the conditions that you're currently finding yourself in. And then what do you project the future is going to look like? And I think the Army as a whole usually does modernization movements about every 30 to 40 years. And so we are at that time period since our last major modernization in the, in the 80s, really. Um, and so all the chief of staff of the armies and the secretaries of the armies have realized if we are going to be on par or ahead of the pace of our competing threat, our near-peer threat or acute threats, whether it's China or Russia, we have to be thinking of modernizing and transforming how we fight to how we will be fighting as a, and ca what capabilities we might need for the future. So you can't do that without understanding what our test centers bring to the table. And so as Army Futures Command has really taken the lead to modernizing and transforming our warfighting functions across the entire enterprise, they need to do the experimental, experimental testing, whether it's in Project Convergence or it's in EDGE, and you can't do that without these test facilities that we have here. And YPG is just, is just an example of a phenomenal place to test our new, demonstrate our new capabilities, to, to validate um, and improve them so that when we do need them in 20 to 15 years, they're working efficiently and, and the right way for our soldiers. And YPG specializes in natural environment extreme weather testing. Yeah. So we have Yuma Test Center here in Yuma, Cold Regions Test Center up in Alaska. That's right. Tropic Regions Center Test Center in yeah, Central Yeah, I, I, I don't think people really understand the, the, the challenge of testing something, right? And uh, it's not just can this piece of equipment work at 70 degrees in normal temperature, in no rain, on a beautiful Sunday afternoon while you're taking a stroll in the park. Because um, we don't fight in 70 degrees, no rain. Um, we fight negative 45 degrees in the Arctic. We fight 135, 145 degrees. So this new piece of equipment um, has to be able to work in all environments. And what I think makes YPG so unique is you know you have the Coal Regions Test Center in Fairbanks, and I, I had the opportunity to not only be stationed in Anchorage, Alaska, you know, earlier in my career, so I understood the challenges of an Arctic environment, but I also got the chance to go and visit the Coal Regions Test Center in February, when it was you know negative 25 degrees, and we're wearing the cold weather, extreme cold weather kit, and we're doing forest road marches through up in the tundra, um, but I felt confident because I knew the equipment was going to work. And our evaluators are right there with me. 
um, to the same extreme other um, side of, 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 of the, the scale in, in Panama. And so YPG can offer our Army senior leaders the full spectrum of testing out um, our equipment so that any environment a soldier is going to be in, the equipment's going to work because YPG put their fingerprints on it and validated it. What do you see as the direction of YPG or ATEC in the next few years? I think we are going to continuously evolve our portfolio to include a lot more counter UAS um, autonomous vehicles um, and working as in working and testing as a joint force. The days of just the Army doing the ground fight and the Air Force doing the air fight and the Navy doing the water fight. That's that's not those days are are, are gone. I, I truly believe that the next fight is going to be like no fight that we've seen in in the past seventy five years. And in order to fight effectively, efficiently, it's going to be as a joint force. So you're going to have to have any sensor, talk to any shooter, to talk to any radar, to talk to any observer on the ground, whether it's a navy satellite, whether it's a marine. Um, shooter, whether it's an army radar, it's all going to be interoperable. Um, so we have to test that way now because that's how we're going to fight. If we're going to fight a near peer adversary, it's not going to be in stovepipes. Uh, so I think we are trying to evolve or transform how we do testing and evaluating across the entire spectrum with our joint partners moving forward. And I'm pretty excited about that. Command Sergeant Major Otero, I really appreciate you coming by here today. It was my pleasure. Welcome back to Outpost Outspoken. I'm your host for this segment, Anna Henderson. U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground recently sent a team of engineers and project managers to represent its higher headquarters, the Army Test and Evaluation Command, during the 2023 e-Cyber Mission National Judging and Educational Event Finals. Today, engineer Maria Villegas and project manager Janet Rios joins us to talk about the trip and YPG's role. Ladies, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Janet, let's start with you. Can you tell me about the eCyber mission? eCyber mission is part of the Army Educational Outreach Program. What's unique about eCyber mission is that YPG participates solely through a nomination process. What eCyber mission itself is, it's a online STEM competition for 6th to ninth grade students that encourage them to solve a problem in their community using science and engineering. The program promotes teamwork, self-discovery, and the real-life application of STEM. Throughout the competition, students interact with STEM professionals that serve as mentors while competing for the state, regional, and even national awards. The finals were held in Maryland this year, and you ladies plus a team of four YPG engineers attended in late June. Talk me through the week's events. The eCyber Mission events um, allow the students to showcase their community project. So the students are able to participate in events every day of the week, which is fun. They're able to interact with several organizations such as ourselves. Uh, so for YPG, we were able to participate through the DOD workshops and also the STEM Career Fair. So we were able to partner with uh, other sister stations as well as ATEC headquarters to promote YPG and its mission. All the students arrived on Monday. Then on Tuesday, it was um, all the activities for them. So they had the Army values mission. We had military uh, members in there, so they were able to showcase that for them. On Tuesday, they also had the DOD workshops, 
and then they also had the STEM bird careers and all the students were able to, you know, go to the different tables and learn about the different missions for each, each um, organization. Then on Wednesday, they have the judging presentations. That's when they presented to the judges and all the judges saw all the projects from all the teams and they delivered who, who the winner was. Then on Thursday, it was the awards ceremony and, you know, everyone is a little bit nervous before that, but then it's exciting like to see who wins. Especially since you're mentoring one of those teams, I'm sure it's equally exciting for you. Now, before we get into exactly YPG's role, let's talk a little bit about how YPG got involved in this program. What's unique about East Cyber Mission is that YPG participates solely through a nomination process. Um, so we're able to be fortunate enough to su- have been supporting since 2016, which has even been through the pandemic. We uh, apply for our DOD workshops, and to be selected every year has been pretty, pretty rewarding. Tell me about YPG's role, because you have been nominated year after year, and I think it's because your workshops are so interactive and different. We've been able to provide two interactive STEM workshops, um, one of them being our vehicle acceptance lab and also the water balloon ballistic labs. Uh, So what's really neat is that the workshops itself, they showcase the careers and the opportunities available to students and it allows us to promote here our mission here at YPG. And we're able to tie that back even for like the vehicle acceptance and how we're able to test the tanks and provide all that data. So their kids are able to do that with the RC cars and the tracks. The engineers, when you have you have two from combat automotive and then you have two from munitions and weapons, they're able to show what they do, but in a, like a kid-friendly version of that. Tell me about those four engineers. Our vehicle acceptance lab, we have Ms. Tracy Hafley and Mr. Michael Torres. They were the two engineers that were leading the effort. And then I hear that the balloon ballistics lab that Richard Bloomfield and Ashley Loketo put together is always like a fan favorite, right? Yes, it's always a fan favorite, which we love, of course. But yes, the kids are able to fire water balloons over to a target. And what's neat is like Richard and Ashley are able to tie back how we're able to do that with the artillery that we have here in the tanks and how we test that. So the kids have a lot of fun (laughs) shooting water balloons. Um, But yes, it's always a big hit, which is a plus. Maria, you had a different role. You served as a mentor. Tell me a little bit about that and also how you were selected. Yes. So I saw the announcement from the S1 group, and I was also contacted by them. They told me about the event and then if I was interested in participating as a mentor. And I said, yes, like it sounded very fun. So they went ahead and nominated me. Then I was selected through the nominations, which was very exciting. I got the notification on May, I believe. And then in June, I started all my mentor activities. At the beginning of June, I had mentor sessions with my students. So I had the eight graders and I had a mentor session with each group. They presented their project and I, you know, listened to them. And then if I had any feedback, I gave that to them and I provide guidance on how to present to the judges and just trying to help them be better at presenting. I I know that they are eighth graders, but it was it was fun and it was interesting and and they were very into it. They they really wanted it to to do well and and win and everything. So it, (laughs) it was fun. And so, yeah, that was the entire month of June. And then at the end of June, that's when we had the the East Cyber Mission event at Maryland. My role as a mentor, like I said, I provide guidance on how to present to the judges. 
And I also gave them my experience as an engineer student. So how I went from university and then how I went to the professional field now and what I do here at YPG, how I apply my engineering skills into my everyday job and trying to to share that experience with them to see if they maybe they are interested in that in the future. If I mean, I they all were interested in STEM. Some of them didn't know what to do in the future. Some of them knew exactly what they wanted it to do. But I think it was still good to show them, hey, like, if you can help the Army, you, you can be an engineer for the Army and try to make it better. I'm sure the students learned a lot. But as an organization and also as an individual, what do you feel like you got out of it from participating? Uh, so for myself, this is my second year as a project manager. Uh, so it's always just very rewarding to be able to bring out the engineers and then be out there with the kids, interact with them, and then also be able to show kids like you can support the army in a different way, not just being in the military, but you you can also be a civilian and still make an impact. And I agree. It was very rewarding for me to like seeing all the students so excited about STEM and seeing them complete the activities, the workshops that we have there, and they are going to be the future for us. So it was good to see that they they had a goal in mind that they had the that they have the energy, you know, to complete a degree in the future and become an engineer or a doctor or whatever. And yeah, it was it was very good. It was it was exciting to see. And can you explain to me how this program just ties into YPG's outreach mission? For East Cyber Mission, it, it is part of the Army Educational Outreach Program. AEOP. So what's neat about AEOP is that it, we are actually able to support programs like GEMS and now Awesome at CRTC. So the fact that we're able to reach back to AEOP and be like, hey, like we want to bring more programs to YPG and they fully support is awesome. So for myself and along with Ms. Paula Rickliffe, who's actually our STEM outreach manager, we would like to thank the test centers, the engineers, and the supervisors that give us the support in our STEM outreach efforts. It really helps us promote our mission here at YPG, and it just allows us to interact with the kids and be able to share our life as civilians here in the Army. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today, and also thank you for what you do for YPG and ATEC. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the forefront of Army transformation.